was so, that was so rich and that was so good. I love, love, love worshiping uh, with this church. And, man, I'm so thankful for this team. I get to spend some time with them. And these guys come and they crash at my house. It's like being in college all over again. I love it. Um, except for that in college, you, they, the rooms are dirty at college. You know what I'm saying? Our house is clean. They got good food here. There's no cafeteria food. But, man, we're glad you guys are here today. Hey, um, uh, we're going to do something a little bit different today. I wanted to open up our time with a, with a Q&A. And before I introduce um, our guest speaker today, or one of the guys who's going to share with me, you guys already know him. And uh, his name is Derek. He leads uh, with our, our team here. He leads a community group. He spends time with Diane and I and makes sure that we're running the financial house of Hope Church um, together. But before I introduce to him, I, one of the things I know about Derek, and um, I heard this verse about a year ago. Diane and I were together. And um, we came across this passage of Scripture in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 24. The Bible says that the world of the generous gets larger and larger. In the world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. And so for the last, um, I've, I've been married to Diana for almost 15 years. I've known Derek for 15, about 15 years, a little bit longer than that. We've known you long. We've been married for almost 15 years. And I've watched Derek's world get a little bit, little bit larger. And I've seen his influence get a little bit bigger. And his, uh, his serving and his giving and his love for people get a little bit bigger and bigger and bigger. So would you guys put your hands together and welcome uh, Derek to come up and talk with me today. Come on up here, bro. <clears throat> hey, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to be here. Tell everybody what happened to you because you're walking. My, I hurt my back. Know. I hurt my back. I'm about to turn 35 next month. And you know. <laughs> it happens. I mean, I, it's, it's so young. Maggie That's what I'm saying. It has nothing to do with the age. It's just a, I just hurt my back. It happens. It happens. It happens. I'm, I'm sorry about that. Thank hey. you for letting everybody know. I appreciate yeah, that. You just, I thought, they, I don't want them to think, man, Giselle really beat him up pretty bad. Because well, now, because Giselle's now 30. We can and talk so about she that can later. <laughs> hey, um, I, I, I'm glad you're here today. Um. Derek is a um, Derek owns a roofing company across town, and um, as I look today, you you brought like 15 visitors. Yeah, man, I, I'm so happy. Is I it payday? Is it payday right I now? I think like, Friday was. That's why they're here. <laughs> no, I got so many of the team here. I'm looking across Brad and Tony and his wife and Jay and Shane and Anthony and Eddie and is there any Ama Brecca's here? I love you guys. Can you welcome my team? Some yeah, of them go to church here, here, but some today. of them are visitors. Thank you guys so much for being here. Um. Derek can tell a story better than I can, but I'm just going to tell it shortly. Um, but Tony is on the third row, and Tony is a missionary in Romania. And um, Tony's, or Derek's dad, my father-in-law, led Tony to the Lord. Tony was on the back of a pickup truck at Atlanta Baptist Church. I've heard the story so many times, and Tony was smoking a cigarette. Usually if your pastor starts talking to you, put your cigarette down, but not Tony. He's a New Yorker. He's a New Yorker, Nelson. So he was having a cigarette, talking to, to, to um, Derek's dad, and and Derek said, I led him to the Lord, and if you know anything about that church over across town, there it's a big missions church, and uh, Tony surrendered his life to, to, to missions, and his wife, I, I like Tony, but I really love his wife. His wife was one of my youth workers in our youth ministry, best volunteer. We were at our, at our church across town, um, I don't know, we were there for eight years, probably 100 young people gave their life to Christ, and every single lady, that young lady that gave their life to Christ, Kelly Coleco um, led them to Christ. So when she gets to heaven, man, you gotta, your bank account's thick when you get to heaven. Because I know as a missionary on earth, your bank account's not thick here. <laughs> and so, man, I'm so thankful for them and their investment. But um, Derek, I wanted to ask, no, you, no one, I was in the parking lot, my brother and sister, and said, what are you, they said, what are you and Derek talking about today? I said, generosity, and they go, that makes sense. <laughs> and, and if you know Derek for, for, for very long, the guy who'll give you uh, the jacket off of his back, and I know that because I've asked for it. And so, um, and, uh, but you are, you, you love helping people and you love serving people, and I'm thankful for that. And, you, and we need guys in our church like that. And so to have you be a part of the team is very helpful for me and, and Diana. And um, so I wrote down a couple of questions, and I, I threw these your way. And I want to just kind of have a dialogue with our church to kind of maybe this, this might would open up some people's eyes today um, to yeah. the, idea, the idea of generosity. 
And so I want to ask you the first question. What was the, the very beginning of your generosity? Like, it, generosity has a starting point. So when did, like, you like, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be generous or I'm going to try generosity or I'm just going to figure this thing out. When did it all begin for you? So I think really it began, it began at my home. So I'm the youngest of four kids. Diana's my sister. Most of you know that. We got two other siblings. Um, but we're, we're taught to share. And you know, I'm always, I say this and you sort of laugh about it, but we have a four-year-old Nora and I teach her. Some of you may know that last word, but we say in our house, we share. Everything. We share everything. Now, she's four, doesn't mean it happens all the time. But my, my parents taught us that early. So it was like, hey, if it's ours, somebody else can use it. I remember at an early age, we're at the church raising money for missions, and I committed a dollar amount at like eight, and I didn't have any money. My dad later on had to explain to me, buddy, where are you going to get it from? I'm like, I don't know, but just I wanted to do it. I wanted to be a part of it because my parents really were, you know, I was trying to emulate what they were doing. But I think it's a matter of the heart. We, you know, we were talking earlier this week. I think a synonym that didn't look it up, but I think a synonym with generosity would be selflessness. I think the opposite of that is selfishness, and I think it's, it's a matter of just being selfless, man. Like, whatever I have, I have been given by God. I believe that 100%, right, 100%. I know some people who aren't believers, you don't, you don't believe that. You think you did it on your own, but God gave you the ability to earn it. And so I believe, man, it's a matter of the heart, really, when it gets down to it. And I love that. And you know what? You're probably wondering sometimes, like, man, how can a, how can a two-year-old and a three-year-old get, get this concept? But I was laying, I woke up really early this morning to, to pray and to worry, mostly worry and a little bit pray. And um, your daughter, um, and Giselle's on the, on the front row um, also, but your daughter, when she walked into my house on Friday night, she walked in. She goes, hey, guys, I brought extra tattoos. You guys want tattoos? And we're not pushing tattoos. Well, she is a ministry. tattoo artist now. Yeah. <laughs> well, she was it. giving away tattoos. I remember the early on days, you guys were like, no, Nora, every time we've ever been at a family thing, you said, Nora, come here. No, you have to share that. I, in the last couple of years, she's now almost five years old. I've never heard you say, no, Nora, we're going to share that. We have to share that. And when they're young, you have to strong arm them. You know what I'm saying? I know because I have, I have kids. But now your daughter walks in. She's like, hey, whatever I got, you guys can have it. And she Amen. says, we're Sayla. We're Sayla. When she finds Sayla, she's like, hey, you want to play with my stuff? And you would never, it's easy for you to think because you live with her every single day and you're 24 hours a day with her. But when I see her, it, for her to see her emulating that we share everything, it's just been a, it's been a cool thing for me. Yeah, I think it starts at home. And I think when we had your, the kids work with us this summer, I had my oldest, nie my older nieces and nephews work this summer, and I told them they were going to get paid. It was child labor laws. I don't know if any of you work in this. Cut that out of the podcast. I'm please. not going to tell you the dollar amount. It wasn't huge, but I told them what my dad told me when I first got a, a paycheck. I said, hey, I got a $78 paycheck working at Rio Arch Country Club, cleaning off golf clubs and driving the cart, which was so fun at 14, right, until people started to hit me with the golf balls. Yeah. Then that's where my anger issues start, really started to open up. But... I told them this summer, I was like, hey, you're going you're gonna to save a little, you're going to spend a little, and we're going to give a little. So you have to. You have no choice. I'm your uncle, and I'm going to force you to do that. Yeah. But it was really trying to get them to understand the principle. Trip really wanted to buy a new pair of Jordans this summer. I was like, well, if you have enough after you save and tithe, dog, then you can get those Jordans. I appreciate you. Uh, did he get them? Or? He got them. I couldn't afford those, so I really and appreciate you. And I didn't look at his giving record, so I don't know if he gave or not. <laughs> Hey, man, I, I, I love that. Yeah, those, those are expensive. I, like, I never had a pair of those. They're like, yeah, Dad, I, if you get a job, Dad, you can have a pair of these. <laughs> my kids love working for you. My, kid, my son does not understand tithing because you paid, him, you paid him 10 bucks. He's like, I need to tithe. I'm like, how much is that? He's like, it's $10. Like, he just wants to give it all away, which, is, awesome. which is really cool. That's generosity. And so, hey, um, 
There's a passage of scripture in Luke chapter 12, verse 48. I'm going to have them throw it up on the screen and have you read that because you were sharing with me this week. But why, why is generosity so, why is that so important to you? Because you got it and, yeah, I got it, started at home, but you still take it. You don't have to, I don't do a lot of things that my parents told me to do. <laughs> I mean, some of them I do, some of them I don't still, but you're, it's still your life. So why is that, yeah. why is that important to you? Uh, so it's just sort of summarizing, to, to whom much is given, much is required. So you can read this verse, Luke 12, 48. Uh, when someone has been given much, much will be required in return. And when someone has been, been entrusted with much, even more will be required. And I think that second part's really important. Uh, if I've just been given a big paycheck, that's one thing, right? But I have, a, I have a, uh, a wife and a daughter, and I have friends, and I have a team of people that so choose to follow me. So I think when it said, when, um, when someone has been entrusted with much, even more will be required. And I think it's important, man that you really understand. You're at church. That means either you have a relationship with Christ or you're, you're curious about it. Yeah. But I think the number one thing to get is that it is not ours. God has given it to us on loan to be good financial decision makers to make that get a great ROI, an incredible return on the investment that God has given us. And so how, therefore, can we do that? I can do that by giving money, but I can also do that by inspiring people to maybe be an example to want to give money. Yeah, that's good. And you guys, um, I, I know your company well, and I was, I was somewhere and I was reading that you guys, your company gave a quarter of a million dollars away last year. Yeah. And I was doing the numbers. I'm like, we've been at church for four years, and we haven't given that away yet, but we're going to. We're, we're on our way. We're well on our way there. And, but you didn't take this into your life and your wife and your daughter. You've taken this over and into your into your company, which I think that's pretty, that's, that's pretty cool. And, and so would you talk, like, why would you bring it into your company? Because you're, you don't, some guy said to me now, is this, I was on a golf course a few weeks ago at a, at a charity event that you were sponsoring. The guy's like, now is this company, like, is it, a, is it a nonprofit roofing company? Why is he giving so much away? I'm like, no, it's totally for profit. But you're giving so much away. And, he's, and he basically is like, why do you, he was asking why that. So why would you bring that into your, why would you bring that into your company? Because you don't have to. Okay, so last week we were, I was walking into the, uh, I was walking into the, service here, and man, didn't Kirk do such an amazing job, yeah, what an awesome, awesome thing they're doing in, in um, India, but I was walking in, and Jill and Mick, I don't know if you guys are in here, it's hard to see, but Jill and Mick were in the first financial Peace University class we taught, and I saw Mick, and I was like, Mick, what's good, man, what's going on, he goes, hey, just paid off, I have one debt left, and then we are going after the mortgage, and I That's was awesome. like, dude, yes, let's celebrate, and I heard him say that, then later on, I heard through the grapevine that his wife is becoming an endorsed something with Dave Ramsey to be a financial advisor of some sort. And I'm like, I remember their beginnings. Yeah. And to me, that's what it's about. We just taught a financial peace university class. You let us do that at our office. And I had two of my guys are here who were in it. We had three people in it and more people um, from, from the church here. But being able to see that influence kick out. So I think, I think what's to, for why did I bring it into the company? That's the main reason. I think there's a key phrase that money can destroy your world or it can change the world. Good. So it'd that be hurts, really actually. easy for us. We're, we're on track. I don't know what the number is, but God is going to allow our company to give much more than a quarter million dollars away this year. It's the best year we ever had with no hurricane, right? And I'll have to just figure out that math. We make money when a hurricane comes. I'm sorry for you guys, but that's how we, we do that, right, guys? I mean, it's what it is. But God is so blessed what we're doing, and I believe 100% it's because we're faithful and we're like a we're like a funnel for him. He's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it all here because I know it's going to go out where I need it to go. I know it's going to go out and get, get it, what's happening. So that's sort of the, some of the reasons we want to bring it in because we want to see an influence happen in a big way.
Yeah, that's good. We're going to talk about legacy in a few moments and come back to that. But I, what I like about, about Derek is that it's with, he's so busy. He's so busy. Is that fair to say, just how he's busy? But he's so busy, but he'll, he'll make time to come and lead worship at, at church. And I told Derek this early on, man, you, when I was like, man, why aren't you? They'd miss some Sundays. I'm like, I need you guys to be at church. Like, you guys got to be at church. He's like, bro, we work so hard. And he's like, you can get a break Monday through Friday. He goes, on some days, but on weekends, you got to be here. I said, but he goes, I, I need to get away and catch a break every once in a while. But you're very not, you're, it's, a lot of people are like, oh, man, I don't, I don't have a lot of money to give away. I don't have a company. I can't tell my boss to give this much money away. But one of the things I appreciate about you is that you you take the, your time out and and um, he meets with me and him and Chris is in here today and I told you they help with the financial house our financial part of our house and and you'll take time out of your schedule to meet with us and I'm thankful for that and you you have a talent you, you have the ability to sing and um, some of your guys are like I'll come to your church if I'm going to hear you sing and and uh, he has a talent and obviously with your treasure what you've been given with but I think that's an awesome um, that money when you said that this week money can destroy your world or can change your world I thought to myself man there's so many people. Um, when they win a lot of money, I, I heard Dave Ramsey say this. He said, people that don't know how to manage money, when they win the lottery, it destroys their life. Or if they run into a bunch of money, it can really mess up their world. And, and so I think that's important. I, I, I know this about you. I want to change, change the world. Um, this is a, a, a question I think that we all probably will struggle with at some point in our life, or maybe, maybe you have or m- maybe you haven't. But in, in, your, in your business, like you said, man, two years ago, there was, a, there was a hurricane. There hasn't been a hurricane in two years. But have you ever wanted to stop giving? Because I think that's something where people yeah. are like, okay, cool, I'm going to try this. How long is it going to last for? But have you ever wanted to stop it? Yeah, so we do something interesting. Um, you guys know what P&Ls are if you run a business. Uh, you know what you're in. You know, you sort of cap out what you made this month. We sort of have an idea of what we make on average on a job, right? And so without looking at whatever expenses, we do this ri- Probably this, I guess, I've never told anybody this until right now, but we sort of tied way before we knew what, like, some of the other exterior expenses were, because I just never wanted to overthink it, right? I was like, we're just going to give it away. So we have tough things that happen in our industry. When I say these two words, the people that work with me are like, uh, OSHA and workers' comp, uh, oh, baby, they, they chase us, they're all over us, they try to get after us, they work us, they kill us, then they want to audit us, and they want this, and they want this, and when that happens, it's a crippling feeling for me as an owner of a company because it can slow everything down. And so I remember when I got so scared, Wes, I, got, I was so scared the first time. I thought my world is falling apart, and I realized one thing. It wasn't my company. It was God's company. My wife reminded me of that 180 times because that's how many times it took. But in that moment, I thought, I'm not going to get scared. I'm going to give when I'm in the valley. I'm going to give when I'm scared. I'm not going to stop. I'm going to have an open hand policy at the top of the mountain or the bottom of the valley. And I think it's important to never let, if you budget, never let your tithe or your give become like option four. It's option one and two and then everything else behind. I'd rather miss a mortgage payment than not give because I've seen God's faithfulness. Man, you, you find people that give faithfully and I I guarantee you those are people who don't complain about money because they don't have money problems. If you're faithful and you're, you're consistent and you don't give to, be, to get, man, it can change your world. So, That's yes, really I have. But with great counsel and great encouragement, we sort of push through that. Yeah. I remember one time uh, this guy, I think when I first met you, you were 17, 18. But you had like 15 business cards, not from one company, 
from all the businesses that you started. And I remember being a recipient of that when we were younger. Dinah's like, hey, my brother's starting a rose, a rose business. Oh, yeah, that was a great one. I'm like, he doesn't even know anything about roses. No. She's like, that's my brother. He doesn't have to know anything about it, but he's going to figure out a way to make, to make money. I remember when I first met you, there was a hurricane. And you were selling like water and ice out of the back of your pickup truck. We didn't price I mean, you were serving. Jameis. Yeah, you were serving people. And then you bought a chainsaw and you were cutting trees yes, out. And you did. were serving. And, Opportunist. And then, and then Katrina happened. I remember when Katrina happened, you called me and he's like, hey man, we're gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a bunch of people to load a semi truck up. I thought that was I thought that was really, really cool. You've been wanting to give away for a long time, but I remember you sent Diane and I a check from that rose business, and I'm like, Diane's like, hey, my brother sent us a check. I'm like, when you say us, like, are you, like, me and you? Like, did he send to you or did he send to me? It was just for you, Diana. <laughs> well, somehow I got that. I appreciate that. And so um, so I, I appreciate your consistency as long as I've known you, that you, you, haven't, you haven't done that. And so I, I've known Derek um, for all these years, and you didn't, you've never stopped giving. And you just told him that, and I've watched that in your life. But um, here's what you guys don't know about Derek. Um, and, I, and I can tell you this because I, I watch him and we're friends. But Derek's company, it's a, they're the highest rated roofer in Central Florida, in Florida, which is a big deal. I don't know if you know, it doesn't matter if your company is the best in the state, that's kind of a big deal, and um, which, is, which is incredible, and that's one. Number two, you're, um, you've done so many nice things for the community, and people come and, and look for you to, to give you encouragement, but also I, I, I learned this this week, that people will congratulate, when you, when you do well, people will congratulate you, but they'll also criticize you, and you received all those things, and people come after you, um, you were, you were, I went to an award ceremony a few weeks ago, um, 40 under 40, which is nice not to be 40. Um, I'm like right there. So I, I'm kind of so mad at you. So, um, but you were recognized as one of the 40 under 40 with the Orlando business journal, which means you're just, you're growing, you're growing your company and you're doing an incredible thing. And, um, man, your, your company is growing year over year. It's, it's incredible. Honestly, I love being around you cause you're always pushing me for more, for more, for more. You need people in your life. That will always push you for more, for push you for more. My, my diner's always coming, hey, let's do more, let's do more. And so your company um, is, is incredible. And um, one other thing, too, you guys post this on social media, and, and so I'm going to, I didn't ask you guys permission for this, but you guys paid off your house like a year ago, but you guys never said anything about it. So I know you're not doing it to, I know you're not doing things to get things, and you're not really, you're not sharing the world whole but you guys did that to encourage people, but... I just was thinking about all the things that all the things I've seen you be a part of, and all the incredible things about your company and, and then your your wife and your life. But do you believe that your success has any connection to your generosity? Oh, a hundred percent. And let me just rewind and say, um, it's not really it's not my company; it's our company. Like my team is just as equal in this with me. Like when when forty under forty came, it may have been my name, but we all won. Yeah. Nothing that I've ever done is not without an amazing team my wife and my staff and all you, you guys, my friends, my church family. So uh, I don't think of it as me. I think of it as a brand new platform to change the world. And yeah. we, we've been saying this. An article came out this week, and it said uh, we want to change the world one roof at a time. And that's how we really believe that, that it's happening. So, yes, I believe the success has, has been completely in connection because I think it really has nothing to do with me. It's God just saying, all right, the people, he's putting the right people to pay attention to us now. They weren't paying attention to us before. Because now our, our heart and our we're postured in the right position to do what he wants us to do. And that's good. I think it's a really important thing. I'm going to say that one more time. People are, God is starting to put people focusing on us that were never focusing on us before, the right people, to give us these accolades and these honors because our heart is positioned in the right place for the blessing that he's going to give. And I think if you can relate that right to your own life, I believe it's a life-changing thing. So, yes, of course, I believe it's all connected to our faithfulness and giving. Yeah, I believe this. You, um, 
whenever, if you around Derek a lot, it's always, you hear the word we and our, we and our, we and our, our and we. You hear that all the time. It's never, look what I did, look what I did, look what I did. I was looking at the post from whenever you won the 40 under 40, and it was like, look what our team did. Look what our team did. And I, I really do think, man, that God is, God is blessed you. The Bible says in Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, bring all your tithes into the storehouse so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do this, says the Lord, if you're obedient like what you're talking about and, and, you're, and you're doing what God's called you to do and you're being obedient and you're letting God own everything, what you're talking about, the Bible says, I will open up the windows of heaven for you and I will pour out a blessing so great you won't even have enough room to take it in. And then God says this, try me. I think we have the next verse too. Verse 11 says this, I think. You guys have that? Verse 11 says, your crops will be abundant. Your family's gonna be abundant. You will, we will, God said, I'll guard them from the insects and the diseases and your grapes. You can put in uh, those people that are coming after you and those where it says insects and diseases. You can put those people in there, the haters. Yeah. And, and your, your grapes will not fall from the vine uh, before they are ripe because that messed up the, the harvest, says the Lord of heaven's army. Maybe one more verse in verse 12. Maybe it says this, then all the nations will call you blessed for your land will be such a delight light, says the Lord of heavens. I heard you say this recently. Um, yeah, you, well, let me, let me tell me what you said. You were telling me, we and I were talking about this, and we were just causing conversation, and you tell me what you told me about this. I don't give to be blessed, we ju- but the blessings come. You shouldn't give because you want something back, but yeah. the blessings come. I, I can't tell you how the math works. I'll just give you an example of this, just this last week. One of our sales guys, Alex, you guys know him, we did an f- online fundraiser with World Hope the day before, and he gave a bunch of money to that. The next day, signed a $200,000 contract, and I believe that that is attached to that. I mean, you remember the story when we were driving? Yeah, I remember. Uh, this is last year, almost to the date. You, I walked to your house. We were going on a trip together. And you go, hey, I got something for you. And it was the largest check that I had ever seen. And I was like, let's go, God. <laughs> I was like, I'm about to be a roofer. <laughs> I'm like, I'm in the wrong industry. <laughs> and um, I, it was the largest check that I had ever seen. And I was like, oh my gosh. I looked at Diane. I was like, dude, we just got the largest check that we've ever, that we've ever seen. Like we'll, maybe that we'll ever, we'll see. And, and uh, we were so, we were so over, overwhelmed by that. And we get in the truck and we get going and, and he's like, hey, punch these numbers in, my, in, in, the, in your phone. And I'm getting all these numbers and it means nothing to me, but it means something to you. And I'm punching the numbers, punching the numbers, he punches the numbers. He goes, He's on the phone with the guy who was on one ear. He goes, we just got the largest job we've ever gotten. He said, we just got the largest job that we'd ever gotten. And it was just right after. Connected 100%. Yeah. Why don't you share that story that, that Jenny was sharing? Do you remember that story that Jenny was sharing just the other night? Jenny Bonilla? Do you remember that? Yeah, I about remember. But you say it, man. I, 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 okay, go. Yeah, we read a thing the other day, and Derek's like, yeah, that was good. We read a, a community group yes. leader thing the other day. And one of the things that I learned last week, we don't really get to hear uh, Jenny talk a whole lot because she, if she's ever, she's with Nelson, he's doing all the talking. And I can relate because that's where I'm at. Sarah, can you relate? Diana, can you relate? Like, so I'm like, man, and Jenny was saying, Mom, I've been telling you, you, you got the tithe, Mom. You got a tithe, Mom. And, and she says, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's like, all right, just a few bucks. Never would tithe. She came home a few weeks ago from church. She goes to a Spanish church, and she says, hey, the pastor was talking about tithing. She's like, Mom, I've been saying that for years. And I looked at Jenny. I'm like, your Spanish isn't that good. <laughs> There's a language barrier there. And she said, and, and, and you said, and she started, Jenny said, man, you got to do that. She wrote her first tithe check, $100. And the very next day, the, she, she calls her daughter in here, Jenny, get in here, get in here, get in here, get in here. Open up this mail. What's this mail saying? And she's saying, oh, you've been being overcharged for your insurance, and you're going to be, they're going to start paying you back. And the, and the, and the payback and the, and, the, and the less you're going to make, instead of when you gave out the 100 she was going to be up now. 270 something dollars almost almost triple what she started giving it was the obedience 
It was the obedience. It's always the obedience. And so I think that's that's the thing. I, like you said, like you were telling me, like I don't do it. I don't do it to get a blessing. And you said this, and I, I wrote down as fast as you said, but they always, but they always come. And and um, you're faithful to the Lord. I, I I remember you and I were talking a few weeks ago, and you were saying, man, people don't like me. And I'm like, why don't they like you? Like, they don't like me because I, I run my company like a Christian company. And you were telling me about that and that, about that story. And we're not going to get into that because um, that's really really fresh. Um, but why do you like giving so much? It gets contagious. It's like an addiction almost. I can't stop giving. And if I get to the end of my life and, you know, sometimes people are like, so what do you want to be known for? What do you want people to say? There's a lot of things. But I think the number one thing, I want people to say, man, he was so generous. A few few months ago, we did child sponsorships in the church. I wasn't here that week, but Diana sort of spearheaded that, and, and there was 19 left. And so at the end of um, the end of that week, I was like, hey, we have a staff meeting every Friday. So I asked my sister, I was like, hey, can I get those other 19 sponsorships that you have left? I'd like to give my company a shot. Now, we're not a church. We're not a church. We had a lot of people who aren't Christians. We run off Christian principles. That does not mean we're perfect. And Sometimes we say bad words. I'm just being honest with you. Some of the guys in here say bad words sometimes. Not the guys that come to Hope Church, though. Well, they we'll, don't. Talk, we'll talk about it. They There's don't. grace for all. But we got those 19 sponsorships and uh, decided I was like, Kirk Nari, who spoke last week one day, told me, how can I leverage my influence and my relationships for you when I was just a young guy? And I thought, what a cool phrase. I hope I can say that one day. So here I am sitting in my conference room with our 30-plus people, and I thought, I'm going to go ahead and leverage my influence. And I'm going to try to get some kids in Kenya sponsored today. And would you know, by the end of that meeting, through various people, we had all 19 of those kids sponsored. So, yeah, praise the Lord. The child sponsorship isn't the thing. It's, it's that it's working. I don't want to be a boss. I just want to be an example. I don't want to be these guys' boss. I want to be a leader and an example and say, hey, it's not about roofing. This is just a platform we get to have to change the world, to see people come to know Christ, to see influence happen in this community. And so for that, it's huge. We have a guy that works with us. You guys might want to work with us after I tell you the story. But when you hit a million dollars in sales for the year, you get a Rolex at our company. It's a pretty big deal. Not a fake one, not the ones from New York, like the real ones from, you know, Sam Millennium Mall. And um, last year we had three guys do it. It was a big deal. This year we're going to have seven guys do it. It's massive, right? Yeah, you give it up for those million-dollar sluggers. But I have one guy, and uh, you guys don't even know this story. It's going to blow some of your minds. But I have a guy who works with us. He came on last year, and uh, he's not a Christian. He's pretty wide open about the fact that he's not a Christian. I invite him to church. He doesn't want to come, but he's a super guy, awesome guy. And he hit like $2.8 million dollars. He went with us to Kenya this summer and uh, was just immersed with all that. And so it came time to order the Rolexes for all the guys. And I'm like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? With a limit, by the way, with a limit. And uh, the one he wanted, they didn't have. And so I said, hey, bro, they don't have the, they don't have that watch. He's like, you know what? We pay for the first $7,500 of this watch. It's a lot of money. He said, you know what, man? Forget about it. I don't want that. I just want you to take my money, and I want you to give it to the people in Kenya. So 
I sat back and I thought, this is not just about Christianity. It's a posture of the heart. If this guy who doesn't believe in God can get it, how can we not get it? You know the God. You know the one who's filling the bank account. You know the one who's keeping you healthy. The blessings don't just come back in money. They come back in health. They come back in keeping you from getting in an accident, from protecting your kids, from whatever it might be. And so if you can get anything today, we're about to take this offering. You cannot outgive God. The number one cause for divorce is, is money. Do you know the number one cause is money? I can honestly God say, Giselle and I, we have had a few fights, like three in all of our marriage. This but, week? This, you know, this week? But you know one fight we have never had? Money. Not ever one fight, one day, ever about money. And we did not have money when we first start, got married. No way. Beans and rice, rice and beans, we were struggling. But we were faithful and never stopped giving, and we believed in it. So if I can give you anything today, be a legacy for your kids. Be a legacy for the people watching you. And give. You can't outgive God. We, we have accomplished so much this year because of what you guys gave. Hey, I'm going to preach for five minutes. All right? Is that okay? Come on, put up your hands together for that. Hey, uh, there's a story. By the way, I'm, I'm, I'm so thankful for, for Derek. And Derek said to me, what are we going to do this year? I said, you know, well, last year, um, well, I'm going to tell you what we're going to do this year. Um, the word, this year, um, we, we, last year we packaged 12,000 meals, but this year we're going to package 24,000 meals to give away. And, and we're going to help build some homes for people in our city who don't have a home. And we're going to build 50 beds for people who sleep on the floor. And we're going to help launch over 65 churches. And I said this past week with the company right here in our city that they help with people who don't have, um, they help with people who um, <clears throat> who are in the, in the, in the system that they, their parents are displaced and whether they're orphans or they're coming across the border, whatever it is that they're coming from, that they're orphaned, they're displaced. And we're going to do that this year. We don't do that. And, and last year we supported Max Elementary and we gave away turkeys and we were partner of the year for that last year. And West Orange High School calls us and says, thanks for what you're doing. Joel's there last week. And they said, hey, man, we need some jackets for our kids. We're going to get some jackets. And back to school, back, back to school breakfast, there's a lift, lift disability we support in the city, Team 10 for Kids. We help them build beds this year. And Matthew's Hope, every single month we're dropping off underwear or powder or deodorant or batteries or clean water and, and food. And we're making a difference now we have people who are, who are homeless in our community they're coming to our church now and if you don't like that you won't like hope church for long and maybe when you serve people people won't look like you that come and we got graduation gifts for inmates and the rodeo winter gardens come to us and we're one of the one of the biggest givers in that organization last year they brought in it doesn't matter what they brought in but we were a big chunk of that edgewood children's ranch people that can't take it their kids were poured into them thanksgiving baskets thanksgiving turkeys finding the lost sheep is a is a place where we go and serve right here in the city where two people were murdered this year we're going in there and we're serving those people that's because of your generosity that we can't do that for nothing it costs money to go in these places that we're going into and we helped nick and katie who are in mana and we helped build a church last year in cuba and um, you guys don't know this, but we're going to write a check for World Hope this year for uh, for 12 grand. It's going to help a lot of kids get food and medical supplies. And we're going to send a team over there in Bible translation with Darren and Rebecca and Convoy of Hope. We took a whole, I, told, I was telling a friend about our church, we took a whole offering, our whole offering once and we gave it all away. Churches every single year, every, every single Sunday are getting up there and begging their people to give more money. Please give more money. Please give more money. We don't do that here because you guys have a heart of generosity and we're able to do that. And people, I was talking to a friend of mine, he said, how can you afford to do that? How can we afford not to? We live below our means. If you will, trust me, church, if you, believe, if you believe below your means, that's where this all starts at. We're able to give away, last year we gave away 20% of what came in. We could have done a lot with that. 
we gave away 20%. You can't afford not to give. You can't afford not to tithe. This guy tithes. He's generous above the tithe. He's generous above on his, on his company. You can't not to uh, Convoy of Hope, Operation Christmas Child. Um, you, our youth group, by the way, our youth group alone last week, they packaged 100 boxes for Operation Christmas Child. And um, we're going to do that. That was just last week. We did some last year. And Hurricane Relief, Serve Day, when, when, when natural tragedies happen in our, in, in our church or around, we don't ask you guys to give extra because we always have extra. Because if people are getting, I got a call last week and we're helping with this funeral cost. It just happened just yesterday. And a guy said, I'm going to help with that. I want to help with that. And we, hey, I saw that. I want to help with that. And, hey, I want to, I know the church gave 10 grand last week to the missionary, but I want to give, I want to give another grand on top of that. Last week was so cool, by the way. And we committed to give the missionary $5,000 before I could walk off the stage. I got a text message that said, hey, let's give him 10 grand. I'll, I'll match it. And I walked off the stage. I went right down here. I went to go grab my coffee. And a young man walked up to me. He goes, hey, I'm going to put the 5,000 back in for the 5,000 you just gave away. He doesn't even know about the other, but the other five, and, and that's our church. That's our church. Most generous guy in the room um, has an Afro in this church. It's my brother, super generous. Not the largest giver in our church, but he's the most generous. Time, his talent. I don't know if he has any talent, but he's definitely good with his time, and he does give, and incredible man, and Eloy in the back. These guys are givers in our church but they're giving their time and their talent and their treasure. I'm just going to tell you right now, if you trust God with your finances, he can give you more. I've never met anybody who doesn't want more. I've met that person. Never met that person. We're going to go on two missions trips this year. And Derek said to me, hey, bro, we, you're, you're, here's what we're missing. We're not marketing good enough. He said, because we have one of the best churches in the city, we got to let more people know about it. So we've already purchased two billboards. I'm looking for a third one because we got to let people know about this. If you stay around for one more service, you'll know we're gonna we're gonna we're running almost double this attendance in the second service. It's awesome. So I was gonna preach to you, and um, here's the message. There's a story in the Bible, and um, I'm gonna paraphrase it to you. Elijah walks up to this lady, and there's a famine in the town, and Elijah says, "Hey, there's no rain, no rain, no food, no rain, no crops, nothing, nothing, zero." So he says, no rain, nothing, no. So he goes to the goes to this town, and, and God starts using the birds. You don't have to believe this if you don't want to, but I believe in a miracle working God. But the birds come, and they start delivering the food to him, delivering the food to them, delivering the food to them, delivering to them. And the birds quit bringing the food. So God says, hey, Elijah, get up, and I want you to go to see this lady. And you get to this lady's house, and she gets to the, he gets to the house, and he sees the lady. And the lady says, hey, what are, you, what are you doing here? Like anybody would say. And he said, hey, I came to get, a, I came to get some food. I need some food. I need some food. He's like, she's like, I ain't got no food. I got nothing left. All I got left, I, I, I can't give you. And she said, and, and Elijah says to the lady, hey, I promise you, if you give what you have, there'll always be more. I promise you. Just trust me. All you do is trust me. I like chapter three, verse 10. Trust me and see that I'm good. Trust me. I'm gonna make a way. I'm gonna take care of you. The Bible tells us all throughout Scripture, God says, I'm going to do a new thing. Because I'm going to go out before you. I'm going to prepare the way for you. The mercies are new every single day. And so she's like, this is all I got. I don't really have much. And, and God said to her, Elijah said to her, hey, you have, you have more. And she took what she had and she gave it to God. Just like what's all she had. She's like, I'm going to give God all I got. It wasn't about Elijah. It's about God. I'm going to give him all I got. And God said, I'm going to take care of you. So the next day she woke up and she made the meal and She's like, dude, there's food out there. Oh, the blessing thing, it works. She woke up the next day, she went to bed, and 
She's like, oh my, you're not gonna believe this. There's more. The next day happens. She comes out and she's like, oh my, dude, you're not gonna believe it. There's more. You're not, Nelson, you're not gonna believe this, man. If you're honest and you're, and you're with your finances and you tithe and you serve and you give, there's more. And so she came back out and she's like, man, the next day, every day she goes to sleep and she wakes up, she's like Tony and Kelly Calico. How every church quit supporting them, but somehow they still keep on doing their ministry and around the world. And when all the bad things happen, they still keep on going. And she woke up the next day and she's like, oh my goodness, there's more. There's more. You, you, I, she's like, oh my goodness, you, you won't believe it. I'll bring these back, I promise, Diana. She's like, hey, there's, there's more. I know you were thinking, what in the world is he doing with all these things? And, and man, she's like, man, there's, I can't believe there's more. There's just more. I, I just can't believe this. I know so many people that are walking around, they're saying, hey, I just really can't give. I just can't really give. And then other people I know, they're over here going to say, hey, it's bigger than I thought he was. It's bigger than I thought he was. I didn't have a message title for today. It just came to me about 30 minutes ago. It's bigger. He's bigger than I thought. He's bigger than I thought you were. He's so much bigger than you thought you were. You might have thought that you didn't have anything left. It's like, I don't have much. I don't have much. I just got my last meal. I, I got a, the lady said to, to, to Elijah, I'm going to eat my last bread and my last little bit of drink there, and then we're going to die. Me and my son are going to die. Oh, the story gets better. You're like, oh, man, there's no way it can get better. Right after this happens, her son dies. Her son dies. And she's sitting here in the middle of the blessing saying, God, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you? God, you, you've ruined my life. So she says, go get Elijah. She tells her friends, go get Elijah. And Elijah comes back and says, what's the problem? My son's dead. Elijah goes in the room. I can't get into all, but he goes in the room, shuts the door. He starts praying, God, I, you are the God of everything. You own a cattle on a thousand hills. You're the alpha, you're the omega, you're the beginning and the end. You're the God of the harvest. You're the God of the plenty. You're the God of the fruitfulness. And you better do what you can do. And it got really weird, Nelson. He lays on top of the guy, he prays. And then on the other side of the room where the mom was at, she heard, <coughs> the guy coughs. I can't remember how many times, I think it's three or seven. I can't remember. It's a good story if you wanna go and read it in First Kings chapter seven. And the son got up and walked again. I'm here today to let you know that God wants you to trust him. None of you guys right now, there's a one person here now would say, I'd rather have the one blue bucket versus all the, all the plenty, not one person. But what will your actions say? There's a, there's a gap in a lot of people. There's a gap in churches in America. There's a gap in what we believe and what we do. It's a huge gap. Let's close that gap today. Let's close that gap today. We can do this. We, our goal is to, there's an offering envelope right underneath your seat. And you can grab that out there and um, just hang on to that. Just go ahead and grab that real quick and put it on your lap. And... Um, I'm just going to invite you to come up, Diana. Why don't you help us out a little bit? Yeah, you need a mic, don't you? I was been praying. We've been praying for this offering, the Heart for the House offering, and I think we told them the goal of 75000 right? So there it is. That's our goal. And we're getting ready to take this offering, and this is going to be, actually, we've already had over $6,000 already come in um, before today. How many of you guys can keep playing? Um, and we've been praying, and, and who knows when, when 
God's going to do something big. Satan's trying to discourage you, right? And so it's been, it's been up and down, up and down, and we just keep pressing into what, to what God wants for Hope Church and what God wants for us. And we believe for more. Two of our, um, two of our core values at Hope Church are that we are generous and that we believe in abundance, not just enough. And I was going to read a little bit about this, but I can't find it on here. But we, we are generous. We are generous because God was generous by giving his one and only son. His one and only bucket he gave. He gave his son. So that's why we're generous. And we believe in abundance, not just enough. We believe that God didn't just, he didn't want to just give us the blue bucket. He said, hey, we believe in abundance. So you go out tomorrow and there's going to be another bucket. Yeah. Go out tomorrow, there's going to be another. Oh, you yeah. thought you lost your son? We believe in more than that. We yeah. believe in abundance. And sometimes God's idea of abundance might not be your idea of abundance. Yeah. But listen, his idea is way better than any of your ideas. And so as we get ready to take this offering, I want to read part of Scripture to you, part of um, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 to you. Then we're going to take the offering. Then we're going to celebrate the offering. But I want you to even begin now. I know a lot of us have been praying all week for maybe what God would have us do in this offering. But in 2 Corinthians, Paul's talking to the church and he says, I really don't need to write to you about this ministry of giving for the believers in Jerusalem, for I know how eager you are to help. And I have been boasting to the churches in Macedonia that you and Greece were ready to send an offering a year ago. In fact, it was your enthusiasm that stirred up many of the Macedonian believers to begin giving. And I want to tell you that you guys, your giving, this guy shares about our giving everywhere he goes. He was on a call this week with two new church planners. And he's like, guys, you got to give your, your church an opportunity to give yeah. because it, it's not about us yeah. at all. Yeah. It's, it's, God's going to do something in you. Yeah. He says, hey, I'm going to... I want to, we're going to give these two new church planners, we're going to give you $1,000 each just to start your offering for you. They're like, wow, you would do that for us? He goes to the road, Rotary, all these churches. People know Hope Church, not because of Wes and Diana, but because you guys are giving. So, so I feel like this could be Wes saying, hey, I don't even need to tell you. I know you guys, I know you guys are excited about this yeah. offering. Are you guys excited about yeah. this offering? I know you're excited about it. But I'm sending these brothers to be sure you really are ready, as I've been telling them, and that your money's all collected. I don't want to be wrong in my boasting about you. Listen, we, we represent you guys. We, we brag about you guys because we are generous and because we believe in abundance. We would be embarrassed, not to mention your own embarrassment, if some Macedonian, Macedonian believers came with me and found out that you weren't ready after all I had told them. So I thought I should send these brothers ahead of me to make sure the gift you promised is ready. But I want it to be a willing gift, not one given grudgingly. So I want you to just bow your heads and close your eyes. Whatever you're going to give, we want it to be a willing gift. We don't want it to be given grudgingly. We've said this before, but it's not equal gifts, it's equal sacrifice. Yeah. I told you guys when we when we were praying about our number, the number that God gave us, we're like, yeah, 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 we're going to do it. We're going to do it. The next day we're like, uh, where are we going to get that from? We gave the offering yesterday and I'm like, all right, let's do this, God. It wouldn't be faith if I knew exactly where that offering was going to come from. Yeah, that's I told you guys that last week. So whatever you're going to give right now, it's totally up to you. Yeah. We're, we're not even going to know. We're going to know what the whole church gives. We don't go in and check what each of you gave. What you do is between you and God. And God says, I don't want it given grudgingly. I want it given with a cheerful heart. 
But remember this, a farmer who plants only a few seeds yeah. will get a small crop. That's good. But the one who plants generously yeah. will get a generous crop. Come on. You must each decide in your heart how much to give. Don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over. So I want you to just pray, and then Wes is going to pray over before we take this offering, and then we're going to celebrate this offering. We're going to just worship with Build My Life as you guys pray for a moment. However you want to pray. Maybe you, you already know. Maybe God's been giving you a number in the midst of this service. But why don't you just thank God. Thank God that you even get the opportunity to give. No matter how big or small your gift is. So just give it to God right now. 